Hashem, Hashem, Nasim, Natsiach. It's good to be back in business for the Mesilat Yesharim. We're in chapter 7. And um, it says, Vetiresha Adam Ashertit Lahet Nashub Abdot Borov Badashelo Itatzel Basiat Mitzvah. He says, somebody that has energized and is, he has Hitlavut, he's on fire. It's one of my favorite words, Hitlavut. Yeah. He has the excitement. He won't, God forbid, be um, lazy. He's going to be a swift person, like an eagle. He's always going to be yearning and looking forward to accomplishing the mission. Mission accomplished. Which means, like we said before, part of Zerizud is the problem that you shouldn't leave things half done, unfinished. And he said that would be a shame because then your angels that you create won't be <laughs> before Misha. And then, you know, that's not a joke. And then that's your whole. Uh, he, he says something here very important, and that is, is that. He says that you need an inner fire for Zerizut, right? It says it, it goes both ways. What came to the first, the chicken or the egg? Once you start acting excited for a mitzvah, then the inner fire also gets what? Ignited. So bo- both ways are good. I mean, the, the uh, ideal way is that you're such a love and a fire and oh, you're in such a ecstasy to do the mitzvah that you're on fire. And even if you're not on fire, fake it till you make it, you know. If you start running towards the mitzvah, he says... So it says the external will ignite the internal fire, right? And cheshek, love, and yearning for the mitzvah. And then that's going to get more and more, you know that? Because one mitzvah leads to another. It's a domino effect. If you act like a shlomo, lazy, then the inner fire also gets burnt out. And then you, inside you have no excitement for the mitzvah. This is really sad. There's countless amount of people that they don't. It's just the robotic, their mitzvahs, there's no... Zerizudin, it's no fire. They're just going with the flow, which is sad. And he says, time, this is a time-tested thing, that even if you're, if you act, fake it till you make it, if you act with passion, and an urgency, and admits, you know, basically, I don't know why. I, I've learned it probably a few, few times in Messiah Yishayim, but we're going to get to it then. The burning thing is that you, 
Zerizud is based on the premise that you know this is your mission in life and there's an urgency that you want to not lose. It's more precious than all the money and silver and gold and platinum and diamonds of the world, the mitzvah. So therefore, if it's important, then you're going to be there. He says, He says, the main thing of a mitzvah is the soul in it, the heart of it. Right? Just like a body, our body is our body, then we have the neshama. So, every a prayer without intention is like a body without a soul. Same thing in mitzvah. Mitzvah. And that's what King David says. Kayal, he says, I'm like a deer that runs too swiftly and urgently to get the water that I'm so thirsty for. He says the same thing, I yearn for God. Because God is like our oxygen, is like our water. It's like the pond. I'm thirsty for Asha. You get what I'm trying to say? So he says, Throughout Tehillim, this is a very important theme. That Dawud Melech is thirsty and yearning to be in the house of God, right? In the presence of God. He says, I'm thirsty for you. My body yearns for you. He says, if God forbid somebody doesn't have this yearning for God to want to be attached to Him, it says, if you act like you're, you're, you're with fire, you have fire in your eyes to go to do the mitzvah, even if you really inside you don't, then hopefully the external will lighten the internal fire. Because acting will turn on the inside. And he says it's easier to fake it externally than internally, right? But you act if you love God, then hopefully you're going to come to the inside of a, of a zariz, a person that is urgent for him to get the mission accomplished and come close. Listen, you got to use the the power you have, you know, to acquire the power you don't have. So hopefully if you act happy towards the mitzvah, if you look forward to the mitzvah, if you're fire in the mitzvah, then the, all of these happy internal fire and happiness and zerizud and simcha and and that's what the prophet Hosea says. Let's wanna we we're so eager to want to know God, and it says go after God like a roaring lion. You know how a lion runs after its prey, and it devours it, and it doesn't... So same thing here. Okay, thank God. We just finished chapter 7, now we're going to chapter 8. And good news, today we're going to do chapter 8 in its completion, because it's a short chapter. How do we practically acquire Zerizut? Alikriti, swiftness in the mitzvah, passion for the mitzvah, 
says, It's the same thing as Zahirut. Zahirut was being cautioned not to sin. It's the same things that help us do Zahirut. And it's the same levels. It's because it says, Zahirut and Zahirut are two sides of the different coin. You know that, Jason, right? Zahirut means to be cautious, cognizant not to sin. And then Zahirut is to be cautious and not lose the opportunity. You snooze, you lose, and run after the mitzvah so you don't lose that platinum, super wonderful opportunity. And it says, Ah, oh, he says, this is what I was looking for, because this is the thing that made the biggest impression on me. He says, once you realize the tremendous value, pricelessness, listen, everybody has a price, their price. If you realize how priceless is it is the mitzvah, if it's worth trillions of dollars, then you're going to run after it. You understand? It says, "Verov chovato b'hem b'day sheitorer belibo la'avodah velo yitrapa mimenu." So he says, once a person knows the the tremendous, tremendous value of the mitzvah. And this is the reason you were created, right? You weren't created to have a good time and go party and eat. You were created to know God and do as many mitzvot. So he says, for sure, once you once you know the value of a mitzvah, and this is the whole reason, your mission in this cre- for creation is this, then you're going to run after it. It says, "Va'amna mashiuchal lahagbira itrodu hazehu istaklut berov atovot shagdush parukos selatam bechol adam shara." He says, "What would compel you, push you to be zariz, is you have to realize how how much good God does to us. Our body is a constant millions of miracles. The way we could think and see and talk and eat. There's unlimited blessing, you know." From the day we were born, you know, to the day we die, is so much different kindness God does to us. You know that. He says we owe God so much. God, and especially if He created us to be a Jew and he says, so this is based on the, remember I told you there's a Sefer Chovat HaLevavot, Duties of the Heart. This is a big, big concept in his thing. He says, God, the worst possible thing is to be ungrateful and rebel against the one that bestowed so much good. So if God invested so much kindness into us, the least we could do is do our job. And our job is to serve Him. And serve Him not like a lazy bum, but like a strong lion. Remember, that's the first halakha of Shulchan Aruch. With passion, with a heart, with a soul. 
כי הרי הוא ואינו יכול ודאי לגמור תורתו, התברך לכבוד יהודי לשמור מכם וסיסי. We can never repay Hashem. How can we repay Hashem? The bill is too big. But at least we could thank him and carry out his mitzvot. Right? Action, action, action. Not lazy bum, lazy bum, lazy bum. We want need to move it. He says, He says, it doesn't matter if you're poor or rich, healthy or God forbid sick. Any avenue and station you are in life, you see the great miracles of God in your present being. If you're rich so of co- and, and healthy, so everything's slam dunk, everything's going super deluxe, first class, then for sure you have to thank God for all your wealth and health. Right? I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. That's really despicable. If everything's going right and you don't thank Hashem, that's really, that's going to lead to our other Torah. That's really despicable. It says, But how about if you're poor, God forbid? He says, even him has to thank Hashem. You know why? He says, at least you're not dying from hunger. And it's it's a miracle that that you're not dying of... of uh, I tell you, there's uh, some some things, you know. My son-in-law's Rosh Hashiva was saying, like saying, in Israel, it's amazing that a lot of these people, they, they learn Torah and they're in Kolel the whole day in Israel. And 99% of them never, their house gets foreclosed. Somehow, they're able to feed like 10, 15 kids and pay their mortgage. And you know, it's a miracle. That Haredi lifestyle, it's already the sparks of, uh, which the world is coming to the realization, a large chunk of Klali has realized that work is a necessary evil. And if you don't need to do it, you can spend your time learning and teaching. And it's, it's unbelievable that these people literally live a meager life, but in the end of the day, they don't go hungry. You know? They may not be as comfortable as U.S. standards, which may... I mean, here in Los Angeles, it's overindulgent. But it says, HaKhole, he says... He says even a sick person has to see the greatness of Hashem. You know why? Everything is the way how you look at it. If you refrain, he says, He says even the sick person has to thank Hashem that Hashem is letting him stay alive so he could raise his children and wife and instruct them and you know. We never know, you know. It's uh, so many times we think we have it worse, but then you know, you see other people that it's just their life is beyond a disaster. It says everybody according to their own. Everybody owes Hashem big time. He says once, once um, 
Once we... Um, my mother is Jewish. Once we... Uh, once we... Once we... Um, um, have a idea of how much Hashem is helping us, then... He says, Hashem is, is unlimited kindness. Hashem is unlimited kindness. Hashem is unlimited kindness. He says, every gift we ever had, if you have health, wealth, common sense, and all these things, all these things, who gives it to you? Hashem, common sense, which we know is not too common anymore. <laughs> common sense is uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So he says, he says, who gave us this gift? Hashem. So he says, if Hashem gave it to us, he says, everything Hashem gave us in His infinite, unlimited benevolence and kindnesses from Him. We, you never received any love and gift. We're all a facade. Our parents, our boss. It all was... If Hashem wanted it, it happened. And all these people were just pipelines. The, the, the main generator was through who? Hashem. He says, It's all only from Hashem. Only, only, only... Our Father in Heaven gave us all the gifts we have. So if he, it's all from Him, we have to run to Him. Right? Isn't it wonderful to give your Father a hug that gave you so much good? What's the hug we could give Him? Praying and learning and doing, emulating Him, which is the most important. He says, Never... Be deficient in your service to Hashem. He says we know that there's three different levels of zehirut. He says people that are very smart and elite and intellectual. Why would you want to in the after 120 years, after the world is finished and Mashiach come? Do you want to be at the bottom of the stadium and like, or you want to be the best you could have been? In this world, nobody will settle for to be second class. Remember, we learned that. He says this is not something. This is something. This is going to be your status forever and ever. Do you want to be second or first? So if you don't want to be second, you better move it, and be what with a passion and urgency, and with a mission. Serve your God. You understand? So you won't be embarrassed because you know what? You could look, you're going to look left and right and you're going to see all the sadikim doing millions of times more of mitzvah. You know? And then the burning jahannam, the, 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 the uh, hell of it, the punishment is that you know you could have done it if you would have moved it. But you were sleeping on the job. So, if in this world where it's nonsense, just money, or nobody wants to have a second class wedding or a second class lifestyle, do you want to be a second class citizen? So, forever and ever and ever, 
if you don't put the mitzvahs as your most important mission, then you're gonna, it's just a secondary thing. So forever and ever and ever, you wanna be first class or second class? He says, He says, and in the same way we said in Zehirut, that for regular people, I mean, for, for the elitist people, what, Hashem is perfect, so I should be as perfect as in, in my emulation, you know, of emulating Him and copying Him. But for sure, this argument that in this world, nobody, definitely nobody is comfortable to be treated as a second or third class citizen in his lifestyle. He always wants the best, for sure. Don't you want to be the best Olam Haba? Best Garden of Eden? Or you want to sit at the bottom? So that should compel you to be very serious and urgent and passionate. He says a very important thing here. It's about passion, about knowing your mission. This is your mission statement. And Hashem should help us to always be the best we could be on this.